week four of the series Deepening Deception is where we are tonight. And uh, we, we have talked in our main scripture. I'm just going to jump on into Hebrews chapter 11. But if you want to go read our, our opening scripture for the series, 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 29. It's where we started where it talks about the spirit of deception, the, the, the spirit of Antichrist that is already among us. And so we talked about uh, these things that are happening, the deception that is in our world. And more important, deception is always in the world, but the deception that is creeping its way into the church. And you can go back and catch those up if you would like. And, and then we went from there, and for the last couple of weeks we have been going through Hebrews chapter number 11. And the remainder of our study is going to be in Hebrews chapter number 11. In the second week of this study, we started off by talking about monumental faith. Monumental faith. We looked at, at Hebrews chapter 11 verses 4 through 7. And we looked at Abel and Enoch and Noah. And, and we talked about monumental faith and how important that first faith is. That first principle of faith, that full and complete faith, it's monumental. It, it, it has to be the, the place highly significant, great in importance or size. And so we talked about that. And then last week we took a little bit of a detour and we went into the book of Titus and we talked there. But tonight I want to talk to you in Hebrews chapter 11 and I want to talk to you about momentous faith. For momentum. So momentous faith. So monumental faith. First faith. Strong. Great in importance. And now momentous faith for momentum. Is what we're going to talk about. And the word momentous, momentous means very important. Because of effects on future events. So these are momentous times. They're very important because of the effects of now on our future. And so with this deepening deception, what I've been talking to you about is not so much the deception, while that's important, but we've been talking about the way back. What is the way back from deception? How do we get back? And the way we get back from the brink of deception, from the grip of deception and the enemy, the way we come back is by faith. And so we went in to the, to the chapter of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. And we are attempting to learn principles from great men and women of faith. So tonight we're going to talk about momentous faith that leads to momentum. I'm not sure we understand how important momentum is for a follower of Christ. For a child of God. For the church of God. Of God for River Life Church, momentum is vital in your life. Momentum is vital because if you are always start and stop, start and stop, start and stop, you're always in and out, up and down, you're always and you're never gaining any momentum, then you are not growing, you are not truly moving. You are, not, you, you are not going to the place that God wants you to go. And as a church, if we are always, if we spend the rest of our time just start, stop, start, stop, up because of no momentum, just about the time people commit and 
and buy in and are ready to go, then, then people drift down and other things get in the way and momentum is killed. And without momentum, we will never become what God has for us because God moves us step by step. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. So God moves His people step by step from place to place. He's, he's moved, and it takes momentum to keep moving, to keep going. And so, so this concept of momentum is important because momentum is built in momentous times. Okay, so we're going to get into that and we're going to see what it is that the Lord would say to us out of this. It, it is time, and we talked a little bit about this last week, but it is time, I believe, that the church needs spiritual fathers and mothers. And talking about not age as much as maturity in Christ that will lead the way. That will be able to show this is the way to walk. Follow me. Paul would say it this way. He would say, you follow me as I follow Christ. So, so this concept of momentum becomes very important. Because momentous faith leads to momentum, And we need spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers that can show us the way. That, that have proven over time how to walk with God. And so I, I, I believe we need to pray, God use us. Let us be people of momentum so we can teach others what this looks like. If, if we've ever needed momentum in our, our world, we need it today. In a day where so many in the church... Are, are such, and I'm going to use the terminology, baby Christians in their faith. Not really growing. Always remaining the same. Just in and out. Barely getting by. Just enough of Jesus to make us feel good on a service day. Or, or, or whatever the case. But not really to affect our life. In a day like that, we need spiritual fathers and mothers that will rise up and say, This is the way. Walk. And River Life Church, we need to be those people. We need to be those people for our families, for our church family, for our community. We need to be people that are walking forward. And so it's time. Malachi chapter 4 and verse number 6 talks about a time when God is going to do a work. And let me read this for you. Malachi chapter 4 verse number 6. And, and he's talking about the time that he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And, and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. This is a day that I believe we need the Lord to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children again. And not just, not just in our flesh families, but in the church families. Spiritual fathers and mothers turn back to the children. And the children turn back to the fathers and the mothers that can show us what it looks like to walk with the Lord. We need people today that are pressing into Christ that other people can follow. This is the way back. We're so concerned with what's going on around us. But if spiritual fathers and mothers would rise up. And we would live our life as open books before those that are watching. Before our church family and before the world. If we would show them what faith looks like. And what living for Jesus looks like. If, if we would step into our role and walk with Him. We could lead a revival. 
And I don't know about you, but our world needs revival, I believe. And we need to be a part of leading this revival. Let it begin with me. So there are three things that I'm going to mention to you tonight about momentous faith that we find in Hebrews chapter number 11. In Hebrews 11 and verse number 1, I'm going to read three verses for you. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Hebrews 11 and 1, here's what it says. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. For by it, faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Okay, so, so here's where we're going to go. There's three things I'm going to talk to you about tonight. And here, I'm going to give them to you up front, and then we're just going to, I'm going to share these with you. We need to, the way back from deepening deception. When we see people getting deeper into deception, there is a way back, and it is faith. And it's going to need to, it's going to, of necessity, be monumental faith. It's vitally important. First faith that sets the tone going forward. And then momentous faith. So faith for the moments that are important. This is the way back. This is how we must lead. So three things. We're going to look at faith in this moment. Faith for the next moment. And faith that builds momentum. Faith in this moment. Faith for the next moment, and faith that builds momentum. And we're going to find those in Hebrews 11, 1 to 3. And then we're going to move down a little bit farther in Hebrews chapter 11 and, and find this about. And then I'm going to pull this all together for you tonight. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is faith in this moment. The way back from deception is faith in this moment. We can't wait till the next moment. We have to have faith in this moment. We can't wait till we get past all of this. We can't wait till everything is, is back to normal. We don't have any clue what normal is going to look like. We have to have faith in this moment. So how do we do that? Well, Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And I want to pull on that just a little bit. And now he's saying, now faith. Is this now faith, uh, not not anything else, but now faith. We are. And he ended Hebrews uh, ten, saying, "We are not of those who draw back, but now faith is the substance of what we hope for, and the evidence of things not seen. But also now faith involves those things. Right now, in this moment, faith is the substance of those that things that are hoped for." And then it is the evidence of things not seen. Because if it's faith right now, then by necessity that means we've not seen the result yet. And so faith has to be now. And, and it is the evidence. Faith is the evidence of those things that are not yet seen. And it is the substance of our hope. So so let me break this down right now in this moment, right now, for momentous faith that's going to lead us back from the brink of deception and, and from the 
outer boundaries of deception because we're way farther than the brink. Many people are deceived. Church people are in the grips of deception. But changing the word to fit their understanding, changing the word of God to fit their lifestyles because that's more comfortable. That's deception. So we need monumental faith and then we need momentous faith. Now faith, right now. We need faith in this moment. And so faith in this moment, we haven't seen it yet, and it is the evidence. So, so right now, don't wait. Right now, put your faith in Christ. He is our hope. He has to be the substance of what we hope for. Our hope is not in a political system. Amen. Surely everybody can say amen to that. Our hope is not in an outcome of a political system. Our hope is not in a vaccine. Our hope is not in better financial situations. If we're going to have momentous faith, faith for right now, then that means before anything changes, we must have faith. So what, what has to become the hope of our faith? What is the substance of our faith? It is the hope of Jesus Christ. He, our hope is in Him. He is the substance of our faith. If your faith is in anything other or anyone other than Jesus Christ, then you are going to be grabbed into the depths of deception. Our faith. Right now, in this moment, is being challenged. And so we can't wait for things to change. We have to have hope right now. And hope now is not determined or decided by the outcome. Hope now is determined and decided by who our hope is in. And my hope is in Jesus. And I hope yours is as well. And it is the evidence of things not seen. So faith is evidence. You say, how do we know? Because the evidence is there. God has done it before. God has walked His people out of hardships. God has walked through people through, with people through difficult times. God has provided miracle after miracle. So God has given us the evidence of His power, the evidence of His plan. And so faith in Him, and this word is evidence. And so faith... In His words to us, faith in Him, faith in, we have to believe that He is, Hebrews 11 is going to say, and that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek after Him. So faith is the evidence. So having faith is the evidence of what not, is not yet seen because the faith we have now is going to lead us to see what God has in store for us. Amen. So Faith in this moment. That's, that's the first stage that, that we have to be willing to look at. Let me take you to another scripture real quick because we're going to bounce back and forth here a little bit. Romans chapter 12, verse number 1. Romans 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. When are we to do that? Right now. This is, this is now faith that Romans 12 and 1 is telling us to, about. He said, right now, 
present our bodies a living sacrifice. Right now. Don't wait. Right now, put your faith in Christ and say, Lord, my body is a sacrifice for your kingdom. I give myself to you. I'm believing you. My hope is in you, Lord. And, and faith in you now is the evidence. The evidence is all that I need. So therefore, what I'm not seeing yet, I know I will because of faith. I'm trusting your finished work. The, the, what Christ has already accomplished. Faith right now. Involves us presenting our lives a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. That's not even asking an abundance from us. That's your reasonable service. That's the beginning point of service. is Is to place your body as a living sacrifice. That means every moment we live, we live as a sacrifice unto the Lord to be used for His kingdom purposes. Veronica also reminded me and stuck a a sticker up on my mirror using my own words against me. And she does that quite often every now and then. But she put a sticker up on my mirror that in a message I was preaching and she put in quotations. And then at the bottom of the quote she put Greg Garvey. I don't think she put Pastor Greg Garvey, but I I don't remember. But anyway, on the quotation, it was this quote. We are on, all of us, I am on, that was the quote, I am on a journey home. My home is in heaven. I am on a journey home. But while I am on that journey, while I'm here, I am to help others and to reach out. The only way I can do that, the only way that's possible is if I present my body a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Holy and acceptable unto God. I can't worry about all the things of tomorrow. I have to live now, have momentous faith right now in this moment because it's determining what comes next. And and then I can believe God for all things. Let me, let me take you to one more scripture. Hebrews 12 and verse 1. So we've looked at Hebrews 11 and verse 1. Romans 12 and verse 1. Now we're going to Hebrews 12 and verse 1. Hebrews 12 verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. The sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So Hebrews 12 and verse 1. Since we are surrounded by so many witnesses. Let us lay aside the sin and the weight that so easily captures us. And let us run with endurance the race that is before us. That's now. Right now, faith in this moment. So what, what is it going to take to have faith in this moment? Let me, let me tell you how to do this. I'm going to give you three things real quick, and you might want to make notes of these if you're following along. For faith, for faith in this moment, here's what it's going to take. The first thing you have to do is you have to hold to the promises of God. Hold on to the Word of God. Search out the Word. If you're going to have faith in this moment, faith right now, you have to hold on to the Word. You have to search out in the Word the promises of God so you can hold to those. The second thing that you have to do is in every day, in every now, listen, look for God at work. 
So in every now, look for what God is doing. That's how you're going to have faith in this moment. You're going to have to search out the word, hold to the promises. And you're going to have to look for God's working. What is God up to right now? What is God doing? Rather than look everywhere else, what, is, what, well, what are the Democrats doing? What are the Republicans doing? What is Donald Trump doing? We don't see his tweets now. So what is he? What are my friends doing? What is Dr. Fauci doing or whoever? What is Joe Biden doing? What is the virus doing? Whatever the situation is. That's not going to help us build momentous faith. What is going to make the difference is to look for what God is doing. Look for God's working. What is God saying to you? What is God doing in your life? How is God leading you? And the third thing to keep faith in this moment. Trust Him. Not your eyes. Or your ears. Or your flesh. Trust God. Whatever you do. So whatever you see. Whatever it looks like. Whatever's going on around you, trust God. That's for faith in this moment. Second thing, we have to have faith for the next moment. This is how how you build momentum. This is what momentous faith is leading to. So it's faith in this moment, and then it's faith for the next moment. How how many of you realize we are not in the next moment yet? We're, We're not there. So we have to have faith for this moment. But then we've got to prepare faith for the next moment. Back to Hebrews 11, verse 2. Because the first one was faith for this moment. Now faith, what it's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of what's not seen. Verse 2. For by it, this kind of faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. They did not obtain a good testimony Immediately. It wasn't in their now. It was in their next. They obtained a good testimony. Because you have to keep faith in the next. If you're going to have a good testimony. Amen. Let me me break it down a different way. Faith now is important for now. But if you don't keep faith for the next. And prepare faith for the next. The faith you use now. Is not going to. To lead you to a good testimony if you lose faith for the next. See, so often we're caught in faith for the now. So we believe in the moment. But then the minute the next seems to be a challenge, we're ready to throw it all away. Faith for the next moment. That's how the elders obtained a good report. They believed in their nows. And they believed in their next. They kept walking. Romans 12, back there, I told you we were going to bounce back and forth there a little bit. Romans 12 and verse 2, the very first part of verse 2. Remember we said we've got to present our bodies in the now. But verse 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, so now... We, we have to present our bodies, but then we cannot be conformed to the world. I mean, no, you're not conformed to the world immediately. That's a process. 
and we have to be transformed in our mind. That's a process. So that's the next. That's this involves the next. So it's not just important for the now. If we're going to have momentous faith that's going to build momentum to help us move forward, then we have to prepare faith for the next. How? Okay, we've got to not be conformed to the world's way of thinking and living, and we've got to be transformed in our minds by the renewing of your mind according to the Word of God and in the power of Christ. Faith for the next moment. Okay, let's go to Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. And verse 2, remember I said in Hebrews 12 verse 1, we're surrounded by these witnesses. We've got to lay aside the sin and run the race in the now. But verse 2 of Hebrews chapter 12 starts off by saying this, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So not only do we look for Jesus in the now, he's the author of faith, But he's the finisher of faith. And that means there's going to be a next that we have to keep believing. We have to keep trusting. Not just in what he's authored or began. But what he's finishing and finished. Amen. So it's faith for the next moment. By faith the elders obtained a good testimony. So what are the three things we have to do. To prepare for faith for the next moment. Here's what we have to do. We have to act. Now. So to have faith in this moment. You have to hold on to the word. The promises of God. You have to look for what God's doing around you. And you have to trust him. Not your eyes. Not your flesh. Not your ears. And then to have faith in that moment. And then prepare for faith for your next moment. You have to act upon what God is doing and saying to you. You have to take action. You have to act upon it. You, need, you have to declare God's word over your situation. Declaring God's word over your situation is not just for the moment you're in now. It's preparing for your next. Because if I declare God's word, then that's saying, Now, in spite of anything I see, my declaration, my faith is in God's word. Therefore, when the next come, comes and it doesn't look like I thought it would, I'm, I've declared God's word. I'm holding to that. So you have to act, and you have to declare. We need to start speaking God's word. Why? Because we're preparing faith for the next. Faith for the next moment. Because it's momentous faith. Faith, moment by moment, that builds momentum. Vital faith, moment by moment, that builds momentum. So you're preparing for what's coming. So you act on what God gives you, and you declare. You speak. Use your word. Quit speaking the negative. Quit agreeing with all of the negative. Speak God's word. And then the third thing you have to do is expect God will come through. If you're going to have faith for the next moment, moment by moment faith, then you have to act, you have to declare, and you have to expect God's going to come through in your next moment. Not just now, but your next moment. We get so caught up in the now, the tyranny of the now, the urgency of the now that we forget there is a next that comes after the now. And if if we are not building faith moment by moment, building momentum, we are not preparing for what's next. And we can lose what God does now by not living in faith 
for the next. And the third thing, faith that builds momentum. Hebrews 11 verse 3. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now, this, you just, you just got to hear this. There's momentum in God's creation. There's, there's momentum, and, and faith is what builds momentum. So by faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the Word of God. So God's Word framed the worlds. And then the things that we see... We're not made of visible things. It came to be. There was a moment God speaks. Let there be light. And there was light that continued forward. God created the animals, the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the creeping things of the ground. And they became and continued. God created man out of the dust of the ground, breathed life into him, gave, made him a living being, and man lived, continued, not just to the next, but forward. Momentum was occurring. And, and God was doing this with things that were not visible, but are seen. Because in God's kingdom... What God does is seen and it is made by things that are not visible to flesh eyes and fleshly man. It's the momentum of God that has carried it forward. It's God. Do you know that we breathe today because God breathed life into Adam? We... Blood pumps through our veins today because God created Adam to pump blood. There's, there's momentum. God says it. It is done. And then momentum of God's word carries it forward. Can I tell you the momentum of God? If we have faith in God, faith in his word, faith in Christ, in our now, prepared for our next, then that word, that power, that presence of God is going to propel us forward and momentum continues. Until what we see God has done was not visible, but it was lived. Amen. It wasn't visibly happening, but we saw it when he did it. Faith now has built momentum. Quickly, let's go back to Romans chapter 12. Romans 12, the second part of verse number 2, says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Here we go. The momentum now is building. Now you're proving because you've presented your life a living sacrifice. Because you would not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now you are proving what is that good and perfect, acceptable and perfect will of God. Momentum is building in your life. And over to Hebrews 12. Second part of verse 2. Remember he said we are looking to Jesus. He's the author and finisher. Who for the joy that was set before him 
endured the cross. The joy was not visible, but it was already seen in the eyes of faith. Amen. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him, verse 3, who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. So now Jesus shows us the way of momentum. He, he, for the joy that he saw, that was seen by faith, endured the cross of that moment. Amen. And because he endured the cross, he despised the shame. And then he died, but he rose again and he sat down at the right hand of the Father. Momentum carries him. And then he says, now, now consider him. Lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. So faith. So God's given you a word. God's given you a dream. God's given you hope. So it's seen in the eyes of faith. It's seen in the word of God. But it's not visible. But you believe now. You prepare for next. And then as momentum builds, then all of a sudden what is before you becomes seen in you. Amen. So how do we do that? How do, how do we live in faith that builds momentum? Three things. We tell others and ourselves what God is doing. We tell the stories. We tell the testimonies of what God has done, what God is doing. We speak out. We tell. We evangelize. We spread the good news. We train. We teach others to believe God. Stand on the Word of God, and then we release what God has done in us into the lives of others so that we see what God can do. That's how your faith builds momentum. Because now you are called as a believer to reproduce. So you have to tell somebody. You have to train somebody. And you have to release someone to keep living this way for the Lord, so that momentum can continue. The way back from deception is found in these three areas. Faith in the moment, faith for the next moment, and faith that builds momentum. Now, real quickly, I'm going to put this to practice in Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 and verse 8. Hebrews 11, verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed. When he was called to go out to the place he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Look at it. Look at it. This is momentous faith that built momentum. Those three areas that I've shared with you about were in his life. He obeyed when he was called to go out. Faith for the now. When he was called to go to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. So he went out. He had faith for the next. 
So he had faith in the now to go. He had faith to believe for the next that he would receive his inheritance. And then the faith that built momentum was he went out not knowing where he was going. He grew as he went. Okay. Verse 9 says, By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Verse 10, For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. There, There they are. So he went out. He dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the same promise, and he waited for a city whose builder and maker was God. Momentous faith. Okay, verse 11 and 12. By faith, Sarah herself, that's Abraham's wife, Sarah herself also, let's look at this, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. In the now, in that moment, she received strength to conceive seed, even when her womb was past the age of bearing and the ability. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. So the reason she bore a child that, that she had been promised and was she had received strength to conceive was because she judged God faithful. Whom he had promised. She had faith for the next. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable sand, which is by the seashore. Momentum. So, faith now, she received strength to conceive. Faith for the next was because she judged God faithful to His promises. And then momentum built. And to that seed, there was seed given, born as many as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Amen. Let's go one more and then we'll we'll be done for tonight. Let's look at verse 13. These all died in faith. Not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them. Embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. So they died in faith. So when it came to their very last moment, their very last moment, their now faith where they died in faith, having seen what was next. And they embraced what was next and confessed that they were just strangers and pilgrims here. And that momentum of faith carried them into eternity. See, no matter what your moment now is, whether it's your last moment on earth or the beginning moment of a long journey, faith in the now, faith in God right now, faith in Jesus and His finished work right now on the cross, dying for your sins, faith in the Word of God that it is true, holding to the promises of God, will prepare you for faith for the next, so that as you take the step from now to the next, You're still holding to faith that will build momentum 
that will propel you to go forward and to tell the story to others around you. Here's what we need to do. The way back from the deepening deception is to walk by faith. We must have first faith, early faith, monumental faith. Faith that we can put and we can say, there's the moment I believe. We must have momentous faith that leads to momentum faith. Be spiritual mothers and fathers and and leading others and walking ourselves and pointing others the way. This is the beginning of the way back from deception. This is what it's going to take in our culture. This is not easy work. And it's not overnight work. Somewhere we got to say we took our stand right here. Monumental faith. And then we have to say, and we have faith for our now, faith for the next, and faith that's going to build momentum. Watch my life as God blesses me. And I'm going to invite you to take the journey with me. That's what we have to say to people that are around us. It's time to come out of deception. Weariness. Despair. Discouragement. It's time to get our heads out of the news of the day. And into the good news. Of every day. Eternal days. And it's time to lead the way out of a deepening deception. Amen. Let's do this. Let's let's be the ones. Let's make this the monumental moment that we say this moment. We're putting an end. To the things of the flesh and that deception that's tried to creep in. In this moment. Is momentous. Because now I'm moving forward. And we're going to keep pressing forward in Hebrews because there's more to learn. We're going to see about movement faith. Miraculous faith. And martyr's faith. God's got more for us. But let's be people of truth and light. Not people of the dark and deception. Let's pray. Father, we come before you.